What is going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of 9 to 5 Mac Overtime. We took a little hiatus last week for a good reason. As you know, Jeff is letting us know why. We got our hands on our Vision Pro and we thought we needed the weekend to really figure out what was going on with this thing. Where's my mic? So welcome. Oh, there we go. <laughs> there it is. So welcome, everybody. I'm Fernando. And then you guys can clearly see Jeff over there doing his thing. Yeah, this is VR Jeff. How's it going, everybody? I lost I lost them to the Vision OS world. I'm not going to say the metaverse, but okay. Vision OS world. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, I mean, let's jump right into this thing. We got a lot of thoughts, a lot of positive, maybe some negative, but just give me your first impressions that Friday when you got it. What's the first thing you did on it? You know, talk to me. Um, first thing I did, well, first of all, I was just impressed by the unboxing experience. I mean, I shouldn't mm-hmm. have been surprised, but it was pretty awesome. Um, yeah. The, just like the heft of it, the, the materials, the build, we'll talk about that as well. It's just an impressive looking device. It feels like something pulled out of the future. Um, it really does. So, so yeah, it, that was what impressed me the most. The first thing I tried was like a spatial video of my cat and that was pretty cool too. Um, and then I did a whole bunch of other stuff, downloaded a million gazillion apps. It felt like, yeah. like the iPhone all over again, like just going out and just mm-hmm. downloading everything, even if it's something that looks kind of lame <laughs> yeah but you still want to try it out just to see how it is so yeah what about yeah. you uh no same thing man i was just wowed in general i actually decided to do the demo in the store and the demo alone wowed me so by the time i took it home i was like well this i'm ready to go i got it on friday you know i had the house to myself so the first thing i did was turn on nba game time you know my miami heat were playing and then that's when uh i was like whoa this thing is crazy we had the nba dashboard up i had the like maybe 200 inch tv and I have a, a tweeter, a, a tweeter, a tweet that I posted, uh, kind of comparing it because I have a hundred inch projector at home, and it made my hundred yeah. inch projector look tiny. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, tiny. And that's, that's the same thing. Yeah. So just overall, very very impressed with the tech, and it just felt like you said, like we were we're in the future. You know, we got Tony Stark over here just throwing around Windows and applications like it's nothing. Yeah, that's kind of how like that was my first impression. Like just like thinking about like, this is real. Like we're actually doing like, we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're doing all this. And yeah. <laughs> I, I did try like in front of some friends, try to exaggerate, like, like I was doing yeah. more than it actually could do. I was like, like watch out. <laughs> but I'm yeah, I mean, but it's exactly like I'm doing all sorts of things. And they're like, you can do that. And like, no, nah, I'm just kidding. But that that's like it does for you feel futuristic for sure it feels like something from like minority report or something where yeah like you're interacting with stuff for real and it's it's cool man it's really cool and, and you're, you're constantly like every, every single day that i've used it, you know it's been a week now i'm finding something new right something new that's gonna impress me and wow me and i'm like like i remember on saturday i was telling you you can i didn't know because apple hasn't you know promoted this or said anything about it you can interact physically input wise with your windows and i remember i just yeah. like grab safari and pulled it towards me and it diagonally like basically it almost looked like a canvas that wanted to be interacted with so i was like oh let me just put my finger on here and then all of a sudden i was swiping through safari with my finger and i was like yeah this feels like now i have 13 ipads surrounding me (laughs) you know yeah it was just cool so just overall impressed with the hardware and software yeah i mean it is it is really cool and to your point like that being able which is something apple hasn't advertised at all but being able Mm -hmm. to actually interact with stuff like the DJ app is one of those, you know, one of those experiences where like you're surrounded, you're fully immersed, a couple of turntables there. You can actually like mix and hit buttons and do all sorts. You can actually lift the, um, what's that? The needle for the record player and oh, just put really? it any, yeah. And put it anywhere on the record. 
it's crazy. Awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. So definitely try that out if you haven't. Uh, DJ. So there, there's a lot of experiences like that, though. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what we kind of want to talk about today. Like, we're going to go through three different sections here. First of all, we're going to talk about the top five things we like about the Vision Pro. Then we're going to talk about five things that we changed our mind about after using it. Mm-hmm. Both good and bad. Yeah, both good and bad. <laughs> And then finally, we're going to talk about five things that need to be improved. Yeah. AKA the worst features. And then, <laughs> yeah, we're being nice. And then finally, um, Fernando's going to tell us if he's keeping it or not. So, so stay, stay tuned, tuned, everybody. Or skip to the end if you want to find out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, the first thing that we, I mean, we kind of already spoke about it a little bit. It's just how pristine the hardware is, man. I mean, I'm, I expected nothing less from Apple, at, especially at this price point. Apple knows how to build good quality things. I mean, look at stuff like the the iPhone, the iPad was so ahead of its time in 2018 with that redesign. So just the build quality, the material choices, things even down to uh, with the solo knit band, how to tighten it. Uh, just that little turn turn wheel is just magical. I mean, they should make belts out of that for everyday life. <laughs> you know, that's what I was thinking about. I mean, the hardware just was incredible. Yeah, it's like the build quality, the material, like I think in my review that is still in the works, by the way, but um, I, t- I spoke about material design. Like if you're someone who's into textiles and material design, you want to work at Apple because like there's no other company like putting stuff out like this, period. Um, not only just because they have the resources, but they also have the know-how and they have a lot of different just skilled people that work there and um, are able to put together things like this. You spoke about the, uh, the solo knit band and it's one of my favorite things about this device. Um, Obviously people argue about whether you should use the dual loop or the solo knit. I still am using the solo knit. I think it looks, it looks great. It's pretty comfortable. It's not terrible, Uh, but this little dial right here, as you adjust this, this little guy, it actually changes the tension and this isn't new. Mm. Like this has been done before, but it changes the tension of this little orange uh, thread here that goes through. So it's not just for looks like the orange is there just to like look different, but it actually is functional. And as you turn it, you can feel it get, get tighter or looser depending on which way you turn it. And uh, right now it's fully, fully uh, untensed. Yeah. Oh, it's tight. Okay. It's fully, it's tensioned. (laughs) But then you turn it like this and then it reduces the tension of that. And then you can actually, it's just cool. It's just really well designed. Not to mention the little straps and the little notches that go click right Mm -hmm. in place. I mean, it's typical Apple attention to detail all the way through. No, absolutely. And like you said, I mean, a lot of people have said that the dual loop is the way to go, especially for long sessions. And I probably agree for the most part, but I've been very happy with the solo knit band. You know, every, obviously your mileage is going to vary depending on your head shape and size and things like that. But I've been wearing mine for three, four hours at a time. No issues whatsoever. I really like the people are saying, oh, you're just wearing it for aesthetic purposes. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah <laughs> pretty much. Maybe. <laughs> but for the most part, I'm comfortable and I'm never I'm never like, oh, my God, my neck hurts or like, oh, my goodness, like I'm getting a headache or it's too tight on my face. I really like the the size and fit of it, which is, which is awesome. Yeah. And, and then the like the light seal like how everything attaches magnetically. Uh, that's always, yeah. I mean, that's just nice. It's just like, and it's just snug. Yeah. You know, it's snug. Just satisfying. Yeah. You get this nice, satisf- satisfying click. Click. Do you have place. AirPods max or no? Uh, I do not. I used to, I do not, okay. but they, it, it reminds me of that. Right. Yeah. Um, for sure. 
Yeah. Like a AirPods. lot of things, a lot of things about this thing remind me of all sorts mm-hmm. of different Apple stuff. Like, yeah. it's like, oh, you kind of see all this culmination. It's like a culmination of everything in the last 20 years. Yeah. That Apple's been working, working on. on. Yeah. And it builds it into this beautiful little product. But I mean, in terms of what else we liked, one of the, one of the standout features for me that went super underrated or under the radar, because you don't really think of it, is the speakers. The, sure. the built-in speakers on the straps is, is unreal. Like it makes you think like you have AirPods Pro in. Spatial awareness, the, the, the loudness, everything. And then also the ambient noise where as long as you're under like 60, 65%, the people next to you can't hear you. But you oh, think really? you're like in a loud environment, at least in my day-to-day use. Like my wife can't hear it. My daughter can't really hear it. So, I mean, I don't know if you have a different experience. I need to test that out because that, that was something I was wondering about. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I need to test that out because that's... Yeah. The noise bleed is impressive. Yeah. I've been confused because I thought like... I thought I had AirPods in, or I had the AirPods in, but I also had this on and the, the audio was actually going through the Vision Pro, but I thought it was coming through the AirPods because it was just that clear. Um, so it was, it was impressed. And another thing like with the audio, and we can touch on this a little bit later, but like obviously spatial audio music, uh, but FaceTime, like it mm-hmm. is crazy how you can hear the voices of the different people on the call yeah. come from different directions, whether you turn your head and then as you move or, or move them closer to you or further away, that change changes it. Mm-hmm. And also the environment based on the yeah. environment you're in, if you're fully immersed, it changes then. It's so it's just changer. crazy. It's crazy. Right. No, they've, they've really figured out like how, how to make this feel realistic. And like, like you said, when you, to go into the immersive, the immersive aspect of it, once you turn on the, immer- the immersive environments, you start to hear the little creeks running and the birds chirping and like rocks falling off the the mountain. And like you said, if have you have you sneezed or or shouted in these environments by chance? I've been afraid <laughs> to sneeze wearing this thing, man. Like that's I've true. Been... <laughs> the thing that falls right off your head. But there somehow Apple figured out to make an echo. There's an echo in the environment that sounds like it's far away. That sounds realistic. And then same thing like you were mentioning with Facetime. If like we were Facetiming with a group of four people, I believe. Mm-hmm. So. Like you said, if you push them farther away, they sound farther, closer, they sound clearer. But then even when you look at each individual person because of the eye tracking, each individual person gets a different sound as well as what they see is a little bit different. Like I remember I was yeah. looking at you and you saw my hand, but Chance, I wasn't looking at him. He didn't see my hand, which yeah. is, you know, the Crazy. little things that you don't really need to do, but Apple did it to make you feel like it's real. Yeah. Which is unbelievable. Yeah. And then you have the eye tracking, which mm-hmm. that was one of the things I was most skeptical about the eye tracking and hand gestures. Cause I was thinking like how good, cause we've never seen anything like this. At least no. I haven't, I've never seen anything like it. No. Um, and I was just wondering how, how accurate is this going to be? Is this going to be this thing where it works, but it, you know, nah, it only works yeah. like 75% of the time, yeah. but no, this thing works really well. Like I've been pretty shocked at how well it works. Even with stuff far away, I'm able to just look at it, tap and it, it submits that gesture. So that, that was the, remember, I remember we spoke about having an aha moment, you know, back with, uh, with the iPhone, that to me was the aha moment. It was how confident you can be looking at whatever you want to look at and using your eyes as, you know, the, your mouse or your cursor. And even, even to the point you were mentioning things that were far away, things that are overlapping. So if I have like an app that's far away and then something peak, another app peeking from behind it, I can look through that app in front and look to the one behind because it knows that I want that app. 
and then click on whatever I want to click on with the hand gestures. So the eye tracking, especially if you're using Vision OS applications, 99.9% accurate. You can yeah. definitely with confidence do what you need to do. And then even with the iPad OS version of apps, you know, it's still 95% or, or higher. So overall, the eye tracking is definitely the aha wow moment of like, wow, this feels like magic, which is cool. Yeah. I I agree. Uh, with that being said, though, it's also, in my opinion, one of the weak spots. And we'll talk about that a little bit later, because like, mm -hmm. I don't know if you've experienced this. I'm actually going to add this because I just thought about it. But put it in there. Like, have you found yourself accidentally like grabbing a window or moving a window when you didn't mean to? Because that's happened uh, yeah. to me quite a bit. Like, and especially with I, the keyboard. Have you, done, have you done with the keyboard? Oh, the, the keyboards. <laughs> well, that's on our list of terrible, terrible list <laughs> yeah. right there for sure. But yeah. I think it's not the system. I think it's mm -hmm. more of the person. Like, I think yeah. it's my fault because you have to train. We're basically like retraining ourselves as to how to use a computer. Because this is yeah. not like we don't look at things and feel like if we click on our Mac, that only the thing we're looking at is going to open, mm -hmm. right? Like, yeah. we're, that's not the way we've been using computers for years. We've never used them this way. We've been trained to use computers as efficiently as possible. Like we have our hotkeys, you know, we're doing, th we're doing one thing on one, one, uh, one monitor, but we're actually looking at another monitor. So this does, there is a little bit of a learning curve where you have to almost slow down a little bit. Yeah, right? for sure. Be, right. be a little bit more intentional about what you're looking at. And then it's, it's not like a slow thing. So if people are thinking it's a very slow thing, it's not, it's, you just got to take like an extra quarter second to just hold on to what you're looking at, click it, and then move on to your next task or whatever the case may be. But that was a little bit of a learning curve that I'm now starting to pick up. Which I yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, Cause yeah. I've been, I've downgraded and upgraded and downgraded and upgraded and downgraded and upgraded like <laughs> 10 times already. So, you know, the little thing you have to go through to, you know, set up your eye tracking. I've been yeah. through that more times than I'd like to admit. And I've got it down mm. now and I'd be like, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> I'm just, I'm flying through that thing now. Yeah. But the point is, is that it's a serial input, right? It's not like you can do things in parallel with the system. Yeah. So it kind of does like to a degree, slow you down a little bit because it's literally, you can't get to step three without first going through one, two, three, right? Like it's like, yeah. you can't jump ahead. You can't, there's no shortcuts, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, it's like you said, but, it's not a limitation of the system. It's just, it is what it is. Cause when you're using your eyes to track something and being your point and click mouse, quote unquote, that's just how it's going to be. It's not, it's yeah. not going to know unless we're, you know, we're implanted with something that's reading our mind in the next 10 years, which doesn't sound that crazy nowadays, but yeah. <laughs> we'll get there maybe. Um, but yeah, no, the eye tracking, definitely, if you have the ability to go test it out and go to an Apple store and demo this, go demo it. So you can at least get an idea of what we're talking about because it, it is it is magic and it's very, very cool. Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely demo it. I don't think most people should buy this device. Like mm -mm. that's kind of my. And we'll touch on that my, a little bit too. Yeah. Cause it's true. But, but I think, but I think most people should try it. Like I think yeah. anyone that's interested in tech, you should definitely try it. Cause this is where things may be going uh, in the very mm -hmm. near future. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, the amount of times that I went to an Apple store to test out the original iPhone. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah. With the OG YouTube app. I went there probably like twice a month to the mall just to go, <laughs> just to go play with the iPhone. Cause I was like, this is the future. So yeah. who knows? Maybe vision OS will be the future. For sure. And then there's like the, the spatial awareness, like mm -hmm. window, like you put a window right in front of me and mm -hmm. I put another window here. I get up, I leave, I come back. Yeah. The windows are exactly where they were mm -hmm. when I left. 
Yeah, even down to like where the where you left the cursor, where yeah. your eye tracking was. Like today, I was. I told you earlier, I was I was booking a flight. I wanted to do something very practical, right? I wanted to book a flight because we're going on vacation, like April or May, and I wanted to do something that I would do on my laptop, right? Transfer points to my credit card, move it to the airlines, and in the middle of it, I had to go to the bathroom, and then I went downstairs to get some water, and literally came back upstairs. All the four windows were still open. Everything was exactly where I left it, and I was just like, "Wow, this is <laughs> this is crazy," you know? Yeah. And it's um. The spatial awareness is just incredible. Not even uh, being being able to stay where it is, but being able to also like when you throw, maybe what, this is like a, on a person by person use case, but when I would throw, quote unquote, throw a window back, it'll stop at where the wall is. Like it knows like not to go through the wall, which is crazy, you know, things like that. Yeah, it's impressive. One thing though that I did notice mm-hmm. um, that's kind of weird and I don't know if there's a way to fix this, but like, so I'll have like a huge Safari window right yeah. here. Right. And then I'll go to the kitchen, which is a few rooms over. And if I I put a window in the kitchen. Right. But then if I look, I can see the Safari window like. Yeah. Like a little transparent, a little farther away. Like it knows you're far away. Yeah. It knows I'm (laughs) far away, but it's like I can see through all my walls, which is weird. You would think I don't know how you would even solve that. Like with some sort of a. Yeah, I don't know. There, there's a what's that called it's like object occlusion or something occlusion, like, yeah a, yeah there's like a term for it and i remember i saw a video that uh that basically vision os still has a little bit of a ways to go for that that piece for sure. but they were but they were saying how like obviously it's going to happen because in 2019 they were showing off how the lidar scanner was going to help with the ipad and they were showing demos of people walking through things or walking you know around them so it's, it's just a matter of time before apple kind of you know through firmware updates and software updates they kind of get that down it's just they just got to get this in more people's hands and have more environments and have just more data at the end of the day to collect for us, I think. Yeah. that uh, yeah. I just thought it was weird. It's like funny. It's funny. Because, and I could actually control it too. Like, yeah, which yeah. Is like, like all the way in another, in the kitchen. And and you can like yeah. pull it towards. So like, let's say you want to stay in your kitchen. You can just grab it and bring it towards you. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the immersiveness. Um, mm-hmm. And <laughs> this is really cool because... Like, if you're going to recommend this device to Joe Smo, mm-hmm. is, is it Schmo or Schmo? Uh, anyway, yeah. Schmo, Mr. Yeah. Schmo. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Schmo, right? But this would be the reason why you would recommend it, in my opinion, yeah. as for content consumption, for 3D movies, for Apple's mm-hmm. immersive environment, sort of like the dinosaur video. Yeah. There's one of a lady doing a high, like she's a high wire tight rope it's insane or something it's my mom scary. had to t- my mom had to take off the headset i let my mom yeah. try it and her palms got sweaty she started freaking out a little bit and she's like i can't do this that's how realistic it is the immersiveness yeah. is that is what uh is really set now again i'm not a big i don't have much experience with ar vr in general right but that is the immersiveness even when when there's so there's specific content that does make it extremely immersive like that apple tv um content that you were mentioning but even things just like a regular Apple TV show or something in Disney plus the fact that you're able to then watch it from the top of a mountain or watch it, you know, in Joshua tree. And, and then even with Disney plus being able to watch a Marvel movie from like Stark tower, even those little things, it's just so immersive where you just, this is a movie theater, not in your pocket, but on your face at all times, which is amazing. And to be honest, as, as um, impressive as these are, like if you've used any of the higher end VR headsets, like you kind of know what to expect. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't blown away because I've seen kind of this stuff before. Like I had a PlayStation 
VR headset. And okay. that's that's far from this, but you you have an idea of what you're getting into with that. Like yeah. if, this, if you're coming new, you've never used VR before, your mind is going to be, it's just going to explode, right? Because yeah. this is going to be just so insane. But if you've used VR before, one of the higher end versions, then it's still really cool, still better than anything else. But it's like it kind of tempers your your excitement just a little bit. So those are the top five things we like. Mm -hmm. What about things that you've changed your mind on, good or bad, since you've gotten the uh, Vision Pro? Is there anything that stands out? Uh, there's a couple things for sure. So one of the things has to be battery life. I was expecting battery life to be atrocious the way that Apple sold it, right? They said 2.5 hours, I think, is the, was the final statement they said if you're watching a movie. Now, I haven't sat there and watched a movie for two and a half hours, but I've gotten more than two and a half hours of just usage overall. Like I said, on Friday, I had it on for like four hours straight. No issues with battery life. And I was moving around. I had some YouTube playing, or I, like I said, I had my NBA game time playing, but I was just kind of walking around the house. I had multiple windows open. I, was, I felt like I was pushing it a decent amount from a power standpoint, and I didn't run out of battery. And then I just charged, plugged it in overnight, and I was good. So battery to me was a a net positive in terms of they set my expectations very low for it. And they're honestly a little bit better than expected. I agree. Yeah. Uh, the battery, yeah. I thought that was going to be the, one of the most annoying things about this device. It's mm -hmm. probably the, one of the least it's, yeah. I guess. Yeah. It does run out eventually. Like I've had it actually die on me <laughs> okay. when I've, uh, when I've been using it, but it was after like three hours or something like that. And yeah, it's like, you're not going to really want to wear this in my opinion, more than that anyway. Um, yeah. And then you have the ability to plug in to like a power bank or whatever the case. Um, so I don't yeah. think it's a big deal. The most annoying thing about the battery is the cable. Like, yeah, I've dropped that battery. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised my battery. Let me just grab it. I'm surprised this thing is um is like still like undinged. Does yeah, like because I've dropped this. Oh, I think there might be no. Yeah, still still looks good as new, but I've dropped this thing probably five or six times just because like I forgot it was sitting on the table or yeah, it wasn't secure in my pocket. And yeah, I get up and it's just like bam. This thing isn't <laughs> this thing isn't light. Like it's, when you it's drop it, hefty. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's is hefty. So that's like that cable is annoying. Like and sometimes it gets mm -hmm. twisted and it's just like ah. Uh, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's the worst part of it. I mean, the battery life being better than expected does help with the situation. But the fact that the moment it's unplugged, it turns off like it's fully powered off. So it does think that maybe if you are in a situation where you're you're on a six hour flight, you need to bring two batteries. You're going to need to unplug and reboot. Basically, there's no way around it right now. There's no built in battery in this thing. Yeah, either that or bring a battery pack. One of the two. Yeah, um, that's true. But but then speaking of uh, dropping things, man, <laughs> speaking of dropping things, today was the first time I dropped my Vision Pro, unfortunately. Knock on what? wood, nothing happened. It survived. But I did the opposite thing. I had the battery in my pocket and I got up from my desk. The Vision Pro was still on my desk and then the Vision Pro fell off my desk. Now I still like, had the little cover on it, you know, so it still had that on and I have carpet in my office. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thankfully. So no nicks or scratches or anything, but I... It scared me there for a second. How did you do that? So the so the battery was in your pocket and you got up and like... I just like got up and moved and then it just the battery just pulled because it was still connected. So it was still connected. And this is a pretty strong connection. You know? Oh yeah. Like it's like, it's, lo it's not, locked in. It's locked in. This thing yeah. isn't gonna fall yeah. off. Yeah. 
so it just it just dragged it right off my desk and, I, and it hit the floor and i was like oh no <laughs> if you had that like, moment where you drop your iphone you know exactly what i'm talking about but imagine it yeah. three times more expensive <laughs> yeah and literally. no apple care so that's what we got to get into that's something that changed my mind immediately i think right after this i'm probably going to hop online and get the apple care well uh, so i have a kind of a mixed feeling about this like of any device in a history of Apple computer that needed MagSafe. Right? Like, what a I understand. I, missed. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get, I get why you would want to have this locked in and there's arguments for, for, for that. Like, mm -hmm. cause if it's, if it's MagSafe, I mean, sometimes I don't really use MagSafe anyway for the, for the Mac anymore because it's, <laughs> it's like, it's uh, just inconvenient. It's not rolled like, up. Yeah. Yeah. You have this like dedicated cable for this, just this one thing. Um, mm -hmm. But with that being said, it's like, like they could have had like a super strong magnet, right? Like yeah. a, a stronger magnet, not something that locks in. Like I get why you want to have this locked in on your computer because if this is your computer, the last thing you yeah. want to do is have it unplugged. But most of the time we're working on stuff. If we're on the internet, it's saved anyway. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, like, I just feel like this should have been like a newer version of MagSafe somehow. So that could have prevented, hopefully, the issue. Or maybe it would have. Maybe the magnet would have been so strong it would have pulled it off anyway. So I, I get it. I get it. Because you don't want it to like need to reboot. But also, like you said, this thing is all done on iCloud. Like everything is in the cloud. There's nothing that I have. I think maybe some photos. But even that's in like iCloud photos or whatever. So there's nothing that's I would lose data on. I, I don't think. So there's definitely missed opportunity for that one. I don't know. It's, mm -hmm. I mean, I get both, both approaches. Right. But yeah. it's just kind of, it's just funny. Like, it's not even like I, I'm mad about it. It's just kind of like, of all things you would think this would be the perfect. Anyway. Yeah. But Apple but, care, like yeah. you said, is needed. Like that's something I've changed my mind about. I will get Apple care. If I have mm -hmm. a vision pro, I'm going to get Apple care. Yeah. At first I was like, no, I don't need this, but, but get it. <laughs> once you get this in your hand and once you like for the, Fifth time, pick it up wrong by the Mac, by the uh, light seal and almost drop it. Mm -hmm. And you're just, you're like, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously don't pick it up by the light seal. That's stupid. They tell yeah. you explicitly not to do that. But sometimes you just kind of like forget. And it's like kind of hard to know where to lift this thing. Cause it's like, yeah. you have this big screen here and you don't want to touch it cause it gets filthy. Um, yeah, but you then don't it's want just that. like, yeah, it's just weird. They told, they told us to put the thumb underneath the nose and then four fingers on top. So then you could just kind of do one of these. Which okay. kind of makes, but then like, who's going to remember to do that every single time, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so get Apple Care if you're going to get this thing. If not, it's going to cost you like twenty five hundred dollars to replace or fix. Just yeah. We told you here first. But then, what are some other things that kind of changed your mind? I know that uh, you know, personas and FaceTime was a big one for me. I mean, what are, what are your thoughts on that? I and all of the pictures I saw of personas and all the reviews I've read and all the videos for that matter, I thought mm -hmm. it looked like trash. I'm not gonna even lie it, to yeah. you. Like, I just it thought it looked weird. like, what is this? Why would they, like, who was gonna wanna use this? This looks terrible. Like I almost wanted the cartoony metaverse more. It's either like, make yeah. it fake or make it real. Don't give me this weird in between. <laughs> give me my Memoji, like what? Yeah. <laughs> but I was quickly uh, changed my tune as soon as I got in a FaceTime call and mm -hmm. actually, use that and saw you need to see this thing in motion you need to see the 3dness of it like the yeah. the depth of the um of the avatar of the persona to really get it because the 2d does not do it justice at all yeah. like period 
Agreed. Yeah. Like it's definitely a little funky looking, but you get used to it very quickly. And like you said, every little tiny micro motion is tracked. It's crazy. Like a little eyebrow raise, a blink, you know, if you move your nose, you, st you stick your tongue out some and somehow it knows what your tongue looks like. Yeah. <laughs> a smile, a frown, like it no, it could easily, it's reading exactly what you're doing and it works seamlessly. So it makes it feel like even though visually in, two, in a 2D space, it doesn't look super real. Once you see it moving and you're in that 3D space, that's what makes it feel a lot more real than when it really is, I think. For sure. That and coupled with the spatial audio, like the mm -hmm. audio in the FaceTime call. And you can use personas in other things like Zoom or other, it's an API, yeah. you have an API for it. But like, that is what changed my mind on that. Seeing the persona, using them, interacting with you know, four individuals in a FaceTime call, having the spatial audio and seeing this, all these, like you said, micro movements of your face. Mm -hmm. Because when you're scanning, like they actually scan your face, you hold it up like that. They go through this whole yeah. thing where you're scanning. They tell you to smile and uh, raise your eyebrows, close your eyes, all that. So it's able to really dial in and get exactly like every little expression you make and paint that picture in this 3D sort of weird looking avatar. With the with the uh, beta update, I feel like it's a lot better now. So yeah, yeah that's what you were saying. I'm gonna roll that out here soon. But uh, nice. Okay. And then what what are some other things that kind of you know, change your mind a little bit about this thing. Pass through. That was one of the mm. things that, that was hyped up so much in all these reviews. Like, yeah. like it's, it's the, the, the like the it's coolest feature. It, yeah. Man. Nah, it ain't it. It's not there yet. It's not there At yet. All. At all. Even in like a beautifully, even if when it's like perfectly lit outside or inside, it's still a little grainy. It still feels like a 720p almost game engine sort of. You know, it feels like a PlayStation 3 or something that you're, that yeah, you're playing in. Exactly. Perfect description. Mm -hmm. And it's like the, the colors are not good. Like yeah. everything just feels a little bit muted. And there's mm -hmm. not a screen door effect per se, but it is a little grainy. And if yeah. if your light is, is bad, yeah, the noise forget is unreal. it. And if you're in a super bright area where there's lots of dynamic range, that can look weird too, I find. Mm -hmm. Like it just depends yeah. on your environment a lot. But it's just not like I understand why you would want that. It's probably the best iteration of pass through of any device that we've seen thus far, but it still has a long way to go, in my opinion. No, yeah, I mean, and that's that's not to say that it's not like it's very confident. Uh, oh yeah, inducing for sure. In terms of like seeing yeah. what you're doing and your hand motions, yeah. like I told you that I was I was unloading my dishwasher and I pulled out like a knife in my dishwasher and that I had no. I, in, in the middle of it, I stopped to think like, wow, I'm not really looking at this knife. I'm looking at cameras or at the camera feed of what it's showing me. So it's like, it was a very trippy moment, but <laughs> very confidently grabbed it out of there, stuck it inside of my drawer and then kept, you know, pl or metal, not metal, glass plates and stuff like that. So it's very confident when you're using your hands and there's no lag. I think it's like 12 milliseconds of latency, which is nothing. So from that standpoint, it's awesome. It's just the actual video feed that you're getting to your eyeballs which sounds, it sounds like I'm in a Black Mirror episode right now talking to you about that. <laughs> the, the feed that you're getting to your eyeballs is, is good. I mean, I mean, it's not that great from a quality perspective. Yeah, man, you just kind of made me think of like, what if someone hacked this device and they made it look like you were picking up a, like a, 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 a spoon? Like a, yeah. yeah, and it's actually like this sharp knife, like, uh, it's kind of yeah. weird. And gets, anyway. you, gets you thinking a little bit, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if that but says then, more about my brain or anyway, let's... Yeah, once you get deep into your thoughts, it's game <laughs> over. Yeah. And then the, the last thing that I did want to bring up in terms of what changed our mind on another meh note is productivity. I mean, 
we've been talking about this back and forth in terms of how, again, this thing is magical. It's unbelievable what you can do with it. Uh, it feels like you're, you know, in the future, but at the end of the day, we're still trying to figure out where this fits. This is a $4,000 computer on your face and it can't really do everything that your Mac computer can do. It can do more than what your iPhone can do. It's, it's given me a lot of sentiment and similarities to what we thought iPad OS was like and where the iPad was going to fit. Right now, there isn't really much you can do from a productivity standpoint besides getting a virtual display of your Mac desktop and only one for that matter. You can't have multiple. So there's still a lot of things that need to be answered and a lot more that needs to be pushed forward for the productivity side to kind of catch up to all the fun content side. I agree. There's there's no real I.O. Like, okay, mm-hmm. so I got this, this, this um, I guess you call it the Apple Vision Pro developer strap. Mm-hmm. And it's, Tell them how much you spent for that one again. This is 300 bucks and that's not including the $99 yearly fee for the developer account that you need Crazy. to even have the privilege of purchasing this, which I oh, get yeah. because Apple probably doesn't want the average person buying this unless you're really a developer because yeah. it really doesn't do much unless you're a developer. Like it does do one cool thing that mm. I think is going to make a lot of people want this and that's the ability to downgrade an upgrade firmware via your Mac. Okay. So you nice. can actually downgrade the beta to back to the, the stable version or upgrade to the beta uh, in a more efficient way um, Yeah. using a IPSW. But there's no, you can't connect drives to this thing. You can't connect ethernet adapters to it. You can't connect anything but a USB cable to your Mac. And that enables, like I said, downgrades. It enables you to deploy apps via Xcode. It's just like this developer strap is not something that is consumer friendly at all. But the cool thing about it is that it shows that this device is more modular than just taking off these guys, right? Yeah. You can actually remove this and replace it with another yet to be named future device that does allow for consumer friendly data pass through. So anyway. Yeah, I can can see that kind of evolving into a little ecosystem of products and accessories in the future. Once Apple, like very similar to how they do their their MFI MagSafe, like you can get a license as a third party company to get the, that type of strap and then build an accessory kind of ecosystem around it, which I can see. Happening. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah. I, I view it like that and sort of like the Mac pro in one, like, cause the Mac mm-hmm. pro has their accessories that you can, you have to go through a whole bunch of links just to find where to buy it. Yeah. And it's not like most people aren't going to want that, but for the, for the, those yeah. that do like, it's just like a, like a combination of that sort of thing. So I don't know. It's, it's a weird device, (laughs) a weird little accessory, but I'm glad to have it for those downgrades. So nice. No, yeah. Cause it's true. Cause if, if I wanted to downgrade, you can't, right? Nope. I have to take it to Apple. You have that. Yeah. Yeah. At least unless they come up with some way to do that wirelessly, maybe they will, but um, for now, this is the only way. Well, I mean, that now brings us to, you know, what we think needs improvement, you know, or, Pretty much the worst features. What we think. Yeah, the worst features. Uh, and I mean, the number one thing has to be price, man. For for what it is. I mean, I mean, again, for what it is, maybe it is worth it for, in terms of R and D and the hardware and like what it can do from a wow factor. I mean, everybody saw it on social media over the last 48, 72 hours just how cool this thing is. But again, once the honeymoon period ends, you kind of start to think to yourself, what is this thing going to fully be for? You know, what am I going to use this for? How am I going to I guess, get my 4,000 or get $4,000 worth of, you know, value out of this thing. And it's just tough to recommend at that price point to the average person. So Apple just needs to kind of bring that price down 
which they eventually will, I think. It's just for right now, that is something that really needs to be improved. Yeah. And it, it, I mean, you think it's technically 3,500, but at the end of the day, you're paying close to four grand, right? Yeah. Like, cause after I think taxes, like 3850 for the baseline model with taxes and stuff. I did get mine yeah. in New York, which is like the highest tax city in the world, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. 3850 for this thing for the baseline one with no accessories, yeah. nothing, you know? But so. with that being said, I mean, there is a lot of technology. If you looked at the iFixit teardown, it's insane what they've able to put in here. Yeah. Like, this is a full on Mac, like MacBook Air uses the same chip. Mm -hmm as this yeah. like it's a full-on mac computer in this not just that though you got all these other things you got two 4k screens or not yeah. technically 4k but more pixels than 4k on each display yeah. you got all sorts of other cameras and sensors i mean it's just mm -hmm. packed to the gills with technology i think apple is not making a huge profit off these and then you also have to keep in mind that this thing has to stay cool if this thing starts getting hot it's on your face. People are going to complain and people are going to start sweating and stuff. So like Apple needed to not only kind of design this perfectly for a power standpoint, but also from a, you know, a ventilation and making sure that it stays cool in your face standpoint. Like that's a lot of engineering and R and D that needed to go into that. Right. Unbelievable. Yeah. And you do yeah. see, I haven't felt it get hot. I mean, you just, you said you did, but during the developer process, um, mm -hmm. but for me, for the, it hasn't gotten warm, you know, it really hasn't, which is, which is amazing. And I haven't really heard the fans kick in either. Because it does have a pull through on the bottom and then the exhaust on the top. I haven't really heard that thing go off or anything like that. So I think for it's been engineered as well as it could be. Yeah. You mentioned R&D. That's, that's got to be a mm -hmm. huge swath. Not just to mention the, the productivity, like the production of the hardware yeah. itself. But think about all the R&D effort that went into this in dollars. It's got to be a ton. I mean, it's insane yeah. looking at this uh, uh, teardown. So, mm -hmm. yeah, price, it is a downside it's one of the worst things about it but i don't feel like your typical person is going to want to go out and want to buy one of these this is sort of like stage or phase one of yeah. this development cycle just like the iphone like when that first came out people thought that was crazy expensive it and it was, was I mean, for the time for right? phone yeah 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 i remember you can get like a you can get a blackberry for 100 bucks for like fully subsidized through your carrier and the same fully subsidized iphone was like 600 dollars, which was absurd yeah. back then but what, what else do you think kind of needs improvement on this thing right now i don't know if it needs improvement or just needs to be trashed but the uh, virtual <laughs> the virtual keyboard is is terrible oh like, man it's like literally one of the things that make me want to tear my hair out about this device because yes you can interact with it like all right so first of all let's talk about the input methods yeah you type you know the input methods is like yeah. like you look at each letter and you do that okay that's that's probably right. the worst version of it but yeah you can do that's, that that's bad. And yeah. then you can also do this. Uh-huh. But you can't do this. It has it gets to be You can't use yeah, you can't use multiple fingers. It gets confused. So yeah, so that throws you off there. It's like you can only like we're not used to like it's been since like first grade since I was doing mm -hmm. that. <laughs> so yeah, that that's <clears throat> that's hard to get used to. And then I don't know if you found this, but I find it just deleting stuff just at random yeah like yeah this is so infuriating it's, it's, no yeah writing text with this thing is pretty tough it's kind of annoying and then even and then the other form is dictation i guess if you want to use dictation mm -hmm. which is hit or miss depending on siri because that's just a siri feature it's nothing really proprietary to vision os and that one's like it's okay it's kind of accurate but i remember i tweeted something the other day and it was like kind of a paragraph long and the amount of typos that it had in there was crazy <laughs> 
and I thought I could, I thought I was enunciating pretty decently. So, you know, dictation is that third uh, form of input. Now you can connect a Bluetooth keyboard if you want to, but then, you know, you're stuck at a desk again and that kind of kills the versatility and mobility of it all. Um, but those are your, by default, those three real methods of input straight out of the box. One of the cool things though I, I do like is the fact that you can look at a, like an input and then dictation will start automatically. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Dictation is good for like quick things. Like if you just want to go to ESPN.com or, you know, nine to five Mac.com, it'll get you there. But if you're starting, yeah. if you're like writing an essay or something like that, or, you know, writing an article, you gotta, you gotta connect a Bluetooth keyboard for it to be the most efficient for sure. For sure. So Apple, Apple, I don't know how you fix it virtually. Cause I mean, I guess they're doing the best they can. Cause like, how would you fix it virtually? I don't know for a virtual keyboard. Um, but that's what it is. Maybe I think, did you mention this to me the other day where imagine if they were able to sync up the Apple watch to the actual virtual keyboard to get some real life, like haptics, haptics. Yeah. I think there's visual yeah. haptics that you see, but yeah, I think that's a uh, watch. I think that's definitely on the, if, if nothing else for an accessibility option, like I think yeah. that's just a no brainer. Like you have mm -hmm. this thing on your wrist, use the With haptics. great haptics already. You know? Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. Like, I'm going to double up. I'm going to have two Apple watches. <laughs> so another thing that's kind of annoying is, and this is kind of digressing a little bit, like, so with the virtual keyboard and just windows in general, I noticed sometimes I just accidentally, as I mentioned earlier, there's just stuff just moves around. I wish mm -hmm. there was an option to lock stuff like yeah. to lock windows. Like we should be able to lock a window and make it lock. So you, nothing you do will, will touch it. Right. Like, there's yeah. no input. You can't move it. You can't drag it. You just lock it into place. That's something I think definitely has to be on the horizon. I would think for sure. Um, like add, add a add a little button next to the the control bar on the bottom, like a little lock button. To leave it on there. I think that yeah. could definitely be be done. Yeah, and I've had my keyboard. Yeah. Uh, the reason why I brought that up is because the keyboard is like it's like hopping around. I'm like what? Yeah. What's going on there? So anyway, that would be nice. So. Uh, another issue is comfort and weight. Not uh, mm -hmm. you said you were pretty comfortable wearing it for a long period. Of I'm time. kind of okay with it. You know, people have said that if you want to get comfortable in some long sessions, you use a dual the dual loop band or the dual band. I believe it is one that has the part on top. I haven't used that once, and uh, I've been using the solo nip band. And as long as I get a good fit, every now and then I got to readjust it. But as long as I keep it kind of on the top part of my back of my head. It's relatively comfortable. Like I'm okay with it. It's definitely like you. It's a little heavy, sure. It's you know, it's that's in. It's like the same weight as an iPad, an iPad, a 12.9 inch iPad. So, you know, it's not light, but I think that's a reason. Another reason why Apple decided to do the tethered battery. Because imagine if they had the battery pack oh, also man. on the head, on the headpiece. Yeah, uh, that would yeah. be that would be a non-starter for a lot of people. Um, yeah. I, I'm still kind of like it's not super uncomfortable. Like I mm -hmm. can easily go an hour or two hours with this thing on. Um, but I find that like their pressure on like my yeah, under, on cheeks, on my cheeks and then mm -hmm. on the head area is just annoying. And another thing is like taking this off and putting it on, just, you have to adjust it each, each time. And yeah. it's like, that just gets kind of annoying uh, sometimes. So it's not so a huge deal. Is, yeah. It could be improved. It could be yeah, made lighter. Could, you know, it could be the headband could maybe be a little bit, like the actual footprint, maybe a little bit bigger to make it easier to kind of sit on, on the back of your head. So that's something, that's something that definitely wants needs to be improved for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then another big one. Yeah. This is the, this is where we get a little, you know, cause as magical as this thing is at the end of the day, you're the only one using it. 
you can't share it with anybody even putting in have you put it in guest mode a lot like i've been putting it in guest mode and yes people can kind of get a decent experience but it's not it's not great for them no yeah i've let my brother use it my wife my, my dad my mom because they all want to see what it's like and then the guest mode is just a little weird um and it is a very isolating experience at the end of the day and but that's just that's just what ar vr is whether it is the apple version or the meta version it's just you're putting on something that's putting something between you and somebody else at all times and that person doesn't know that you have 20 windows open around their face when you're talking to them and the the eyesight pass to do is still really weird it, it makes you feel it makes you look like an alien so it's just <laughs> an isolating product unfortunately yeah i get where apple was coming from with the eyesight thing i think it was a like if i was an executive at apple that would have been on my the top of my list as well because yeah. it is that is one of the biggest negatives about these headsets it's like mm -hmm. you're basically i mean you feel like a jerk kind of yeah like, honestly like do. and i'm it's it's like the person that you're talking to and they're just like this on their phone except 10 times worse <laughs> but way worse <laughs> they don't even want to see your face now i don't want to see you okay yeah. that's how that's how it feels like when you know yeah even if you can see through they can't see you and it just puts up a barrier of isolation in so many different ways yeah and it's it's just a tough um i don't i mean i don't really know how to describe it. it's just you either want to use it all the time or you don't or you want to be isolated i mean if i was living alone by myself you know and i wasn't married or whatever i would probably use this a lot after work you know i'd put it on i'd watch sports center you know i'd use it while i'm cooking but now with people around me all the time and you know you're we're social people i'm not going to just like have it on you know while i'm doing random stuff around the house it's just not how i'm going to be using it so teach their own, you know, everybody do what you got to do and, you know, make justify that $4,000 purchase however you want to. But that's just kind of like how I've been feeling about it. Oh, I feel the same way. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, as, and, you know, on one hand you can say, well, I'm working in my office. I'm doing my work anyway. So yeah, I'm just, I'm playing NBA 2K to, for work, you know, but number one, like it's not, a great productivity device right now. If it was an amazing yeah. productivity device that made me 10 times more productive than I could easily justify, well, yeah, I'm gonna isolate myself because number one, I'm gonna be done with what I need to do quicker and then I yeah. can get back to being in the real world, right? Yeah. But that's not yet the case with this thing yet, right? It's not yeah. a great productivity device right now. So not only are you doing things slower potentially if you were trying to use this as a productivity device, so now you're doing it slower and you're isolating yourself longer, right? Mm -hmm. So it's the isolation part of it is probably the biggest downside to me. Um, yeah. Just because like, I don't want to be that guy that's like, like just all to myself. It just, if you're not around people, like if you're just doing it for work, yeah, I get it. And, and there's share play and you can airplay what you're seeing to your TV and things like that, but it's still not the same, you know, it's still just, it really isn't. So I don't know what you can do to get around that. Cause it's just by nature, it is an isolating device. It's either well, we, we get used to it or you make the device smaller and take the Google glass approach, but how long before we get to that form factor, you know? I think that's the problem. So, like, I think that's number one, that's the reason why they put so much effort in a pass through. And number two is mm -hmm. why they, put so much effort in the eyesight, even though that was, that did turn out so well. 
<laughs> actually, I think it's they they would have been better off just eliminating that. And yeah, like I've had comments of like, "You look scary." Like you, right? I mean, maybe people think I already look scary. But I don't need <laughs> to look scarier, right? Like it's just it's um, yeah, that that's weird. But I see the reason, right? Because mm-hmm. they are, they obviously are aware. I don't know how you solve it besides getting real AR because this isn't a real AR device. So yeah, until real AR arrives. This is what we're stuck with. And then the final thing, I mean, the final thing that we wanted to talk about was that productivity side, because I made a video this week about like the seven best things to do on the vision pro. One of them was a productivity like action. The other was all content consumption and gaming and things like that. So the only thing that you can do right now from a productivity standpoint is just have an extended display for your Mac computer. It doesn't work with the iPad. It doesn't work with your iPhone. It works with just your Mac. And even if you have an M3 Max chip, it still is only one display. I thought you were, I was limited to one display because I have a regular M2 MacBook Air. But no matter what MacBook you have, you're limited to one display. So there's a lot of improvement, I think, that could be done there, in my opinion. For sure. Now, arguably, I mean, like, you could still be productive with just a Vision OS apps or the iPad compatible apps. Like mm-hmm. it depends on what your definition of productivity. It, it does your productivity yeah. mean you have to have a Mac? Like, yeah, because it's kind of yeah. weird hearing you say that as an iPad guy. Like, <laughs> because technically this is the perfect productivity device for you, right? I guess, yeah. I did play with LumaFusion a little bit and it, it works. I mean, if you connect a trackpad and your keyboard and I, I could just have LumaFusion running natively on Vision OS and I'm just doing my thing as long as i can have a strong internet connection rely on icloud because another thing as video editors like we have huge file sizes you know so getting that over to the vision pro is a whole other can of worms that we were talking about but technically you could just like i've always told people if you want to use your ipad there's a different way to get from point a to point b but you can get to point b eventually it's just how you're going to get there and i think that's what people (laughs) got to do with the vision os and vision pro so besides the isolating thing just throw it out the window what is it about the vision pro that's not why do you not consider this to be a productivity device as an ipad user that uses Mm -hmm. you know ipad for 99 percent of your work what is it about it that that makes it makes you feel like it's not a productivity device so the way that i use my ipad is is very touch heavy and i use my apple pencil a lot as well especially when i'm making thumbnails and affinity photo and things like that so and I guess the the reason I went to the iPad is just because I, I again, I kind of forced myself to use the iPad over the Mac computer because the iPad was just a more fun and versatile device, right? I guess, again, again there's so I'm going to make a video about this, how similar the experience is for me personally, because aside from video editing and thumbnail editing, the iPad is a consumption device for me. So Vision Pro has a lot of similarities in that aspect where I can get some productivity stuff done, but at the end of the day, it's a content consumption machine. So... And you said to throw out the isolation factor, but that's the, that's the number one thing for me. Yeah. I can't throw that away, right? Just being, even when I'm in my in the office by myself, I feel less isolated because I'm already by myself, but it still feels a little bit like I'm, I'm disconnected from what I want to be fully doing, if that makes any sense. So again, for me, the Vision Pro right now is just an expensive, fun device that's very cool and has some amazing technology. So I, I think it's worth it from a technology standpoint. It's just, is it worth it from you know, an everyday kind of toy standpoint. <laughs> like I've never bought myself just a $4,000 toy. You know what I mean? <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> so yeah. that's kind of, that's kind of where I stand right now. Yeah. So with that being said, all these things culminated, the five best things, five things that changed our mind, the five worst things, 
are you keeping the Vision Pro? I'm going to go ahead and say more than likely not. More than likely not. You know, I'm going to take take this week to really kind of force myself, like you said, to kind of get productive with it and see if I can. Uh, but it's a $4,000 toy for me right now. Very cool one at, at that, but it's a toy nonetheless. And there's, you know, other ways to... I've told people you can buy an iPhone 15 Pro, an iPad Pro with a Magic Keyboard and a MacBook Air for that price, which is crazy. That's a whole ecosystem right there. You know, probably have some room in there for an Apple Watch SE too, you know? And so, a Starbucks latte. Yep. <laughs> a little caffeine boost. What about you? What are you, what are you thinking? You keeping this thing? I would say probably just from the standpoint of like coverage, like for work. I mean, yeah. But it's mainly yeah. because I do like what I do for work. I like mm-hmm. teaching. I like filming, doing videos and explaining things. And just technology is just fun to play with. But at the end of the day, I don't feel like, I, I feel like my my verdict is, is still pending. Like I, I still need a little bit yeah. more time with this. And this week, as I finish this review, which is coming, uh, I think I'll have a I'm bit more- for have a bit more concrete answer, but right now I'm leaning towards, yes, I'm keeping it. Okay. Which makes sense. And, but I also know looming is new iPad releases. So the wallet just is going to keep opening this year. For sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah. so I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I definitely yeah. think it's an amazing device. It's very cool. It's a glimpse into the future. It's amazing what they've been able to do. And I keep giving it, it's just like amazing, da, 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 but it's just tough to get around right now. And there's the isolating factor, the lack of productivity, the lack of dedicated applications, but that'll come with time, I think. And I guess my final question to you before we kind of wrap this up is, what is it going to take maybe for this to be, aside price aside, what is it going to take for this to be maybe the new form of, or the new operating system that people work on? Um, it's going to have to replace the Mac. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's going to, like the Mac, as cool as the Mac virtual display is, and the as Cool as the idea of that is, I don't want to have to be tethered to my Mac or be close to my Mac. I don't want to have yeah. to, like, I, I want to get the stuff off my desk. Oops, sorry. I want to get it <laughs> off my desk. I don't want, like, screens on my desk still or a Mac on my desk still. Like, yeah. this is an M, there's an M2 chip in here. It's the same chip that's in your MacBook Air. Yeah. I don't, that's where it's going to take, in my opinion. And it's going to take the software to catch up with it as well. But you can run tons of spatial vision os native apps side by side and that's that's where i want it want this to go i think we'll get there like maybe 10 15 years from now instead of going going into corporate america office and a bunch of cubicles with you know macbooks or ibm thinkpads people are just going to be at their cubicles with a headset and a keyboard and just kind of doing their thing you know and that's that's not to disparage the mac virtual display because that is cool and i i I think it's a good bridge but it's not the destination Mm -hmm. zero latency by the way yeah, or for at the least most part. very, very, very little, very little. Latency. Yeah, definitely notice like it depends on, I guess, your network connection. But like, yeah, I've seen it do like, oh, the, the, like, the. like that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, so when I plug this uh, developer strap in, it gets rid of that. But that's oh, nice. that's pretty rare. Cool. So anyway, yeah. But yeah, I mean, overall, I like it a lot. Things can be improved. Like you said, things have come and gone, changed our mind. And uh, now we'll just see what happens over the next couple of weeks and months and see how Apple iterates on it and see, like, I don't even know if there was any new feature that came out with the 1.1 beta. You would know. There was a few. Not really. Nothing, nothing yeah. groundbreaking. Yeah. There's a yeah. few. So let's see what Apple does. I see you're about to go. I look like a 90s the... rapper. 
Yeah, you're about to go into Vision OS. We're about to lose him again. I look like I'm about to do more money, more problems or something. <laughs> That's so funny. All right, guys. Well, you know where I'm headed. Uh, it's been a pleasure, everybody. Leave some comments down below about what you think. You know, Jeff said he's got his video coming soon. I'm excited to see it. We're all excited to see it. Uh, and yeah, until next time, everybody. I'm Fernando. I'm Jeff to the Apple verse. <laughs> oh, peace.